Thank you for joining us today as Pastor Tim shares the Word of God. Our prayer is that your life will be touched by the Spirit of Almighty God and constant, powerful truths that can be applied to your everyday life. Let's join Pastor Tim with today's message. Our minds are of utmost importance because our thoughts is the thing that determines our actions. And, and we have trouble with our actions because we have wrong thoughts. And to control our actions, we've got to get a hold of our thoughts on the front end. James tells us that our blessings are not according to what we hear, but according to what we do. And we control what we do by what we've been thinking about. And Proverbs tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he. Well, how do you want to be? How do you want to be? Well, we can all say, I want to be happy. I want to be in peace. I want to be in joy. I want to live a blessed life. I want to have a great home. I want to have a great marriage. I want to have money. I want to have comma. I want to have security. I mean, what it, you, you've got a list of what you want to have in your life. Well, how does that come? It is a result of your thinking. So you're not going to think unhappy thoughts and be happy. And in every, you're not going to think dumb thoughts and be smart. You're not, so in every area, whatever it is in your list that you want, you're going to have to first get a hold of that in your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And whenever I got a hold of the principle in Proverbs 23, 7, this is some 40 years ago now, when I got a hold of that, that as a man thinketh, so is he. You know, I was always, well, your granddad was poor, your dad was poor, so you'll always be poor. And so we, we live locked in to a law of generations and we forget Jesus came to preach good news to the poor. All right, well, what is good news to the poor? The only good news there is to the poor is you don't have to be poor any longer. I mean, that's the good news that you, do. what is good news? Good news is you don't have to be like you are. That, that's the good news. How do you do that? You can change your thinking. And the world is conforming Christians at this point. When the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, yet the world is continuing to be conformed. I mean, Christians are continuing to be conformed to the world's way of thinking. Now, why, how do I say that with such uh, authority? It's very simple. The, the, the studies show that we have the same sin rates in Christians as we do in non-Christians. And whatever those are, sex outside of marriage, you, you talk about divorce, you talk about anger, you talk about murder, you talk about, list all of this. Well, you have the same statistics in the church as you have outside the church. Then clearly the church is being more conformed to the world's way of thinking than it is being conformed to the Bible's way of thinking. I mean, there's no debate about that. And that's what has got to change in our life. We in the church don't vote like those outside the church. We in the church don't 
entertain like those outside the church. We in the church don't act like, in every area, there's got to be a noticeable difference because you are a Christian. And we can't say, oh yes, I'm a Christian, and then go and do everything that the non-Christian world is going and doing. Uh, The Bible is clear on this, and somehow Christians are not reading the red letters in the Bible. And today, we are doing exactly what Romans 12 says don't do. We are Christians. I've I've been raised in church. And you're living just like the kids that are not raised in church. Well, Tim, I was raised in church. My dad was a pastor. Well, that's impressive. Are you any different than the kid whose dad wasn't a pastor? See, the Bible has got to direct your life. And the battle that's taking place is in the mind. The battle that we're fighting in America right now, the battle that we're fighting in America right now is for the minds of our people. That's where we are. It's, we are fighting a battle for the way America thinks. And America's always fought battles. But today's battle is not in Valley Forge, it's not in Yorktown, it's not in Jamestown. The battle in America is not between the North and the South. The battle is between biblical thinking and non-biblical thinking. That's where the battle is. It's not Democrats or Republicans or Independents or Tea Party. or the, 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 the battle is between are you going to think biblically on issues or are you going to be conformed to the world on issues? And, and that is the dividing line in every, in every thought you think. In every thought you think. In the midst of this battle, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says that we are to take every thought captive. Every thought has to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. Well, I think, whoa, 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 is that what Jesus thinks? Well, my friends say, okay, is that what Jesus? Well, Tim, today's culture, here's just where we are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does, every thought has got to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ if you want the God kind of life manifest in your life. Everybody wants peace. Everybody wants joy. Everybody wants the happiness. Every, see, everybody wants the fruits of the Spirit without having the Spirit. I mean, you're not going to have any apples without first having apple seed. See, there is fruits of the Spirit. And everybody will list the fruits of the Spirit that they want in their life while they don't want any of the Spirit in their life. The battle is in your mind and the battle is for your thinking. In part one of this session last week, we talked about TV shows and movies. Uh, We talked about the news that you watch uh, conforming us to an anti-biblical lifestyle. Um, And and I'm I'm not talking about horrible, dirty shows. I'm talking about shows that we believe is okay for us to watch. Uh, What is the main character in that show doing? Well, we talk about just the good shows. And and you've got this 
staff that goes and finds the who done it deal you know who who murdered this guy and okay we got to call him on phone we've had a murder you got to report to the scene what are they doing at that point are they in church are they teaching a sunday school class or are they hanging out at the bar often they're in bed with their girlfriend not married and she's oh you don't have to go yes i've got to go and so he gets up and he leaves the bed with his live-in girlfriend and and goes and boy he's the hero and he's a star but what message did we just program america to think what did we we just swayed the thinking and, and i'm encouraging our church to be very very careful watch everything that you watch very carefully we, we, had, we had an armed robbery take place. The police came and got the guy that did it. Now, who do we interview? Do we interview the policeman? Or do we interview the boy's mama? I can't believe he got my son. He got my son. What, what are we doing? The police is the bad guy. The police should have never shot her baby. The police. So what we're doing is we're suddenly telling America the police is the bad guy, the police is out to get you, and the robbers and the thugs are the good guys. I mean, who is, who is the court's concern? Is it the girl that got raped or is it the, the rights of the rapist? What's the more concern of America? The convenience store owner that got shot are the rights of the guy that went in there and shot him. What are we doing? We are reprogramming America's thinking. If you missed last week, go back and listen to that podcast. Quickly, I want to give you some ways that we provide territory in our minds for wrong thoughts. Number one is an unrenewed mind. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, 21, 22, all the way through 24, it talks about putting off the old self, putting on the new self. It talks about renewing your mind. Uh, verse 23 of Ephesians chapter 4, instead of thinking like you thought in your former life, it says, let the spirit renew your mind. Hey man, you want to go out on Friday night? Well, there was a time I would have said yes. But now I don't want to do that. The Spirit has renewed my mind because all of those times I went out and did that on Friday night, I woke up Saturday hating myself. I woke up Monday and lost my job. All the times that I entertained myself like that, my wife left me, my kids disowned me, I got fired from my job. So I'm renewing my mind. So when you want to go do this? No, I don't want to do that anymore. My mind has been renewed to the spirit that's inside me. And we can't continue to come down here at the altar and cry and pray and oh God, forgive me. And then continue to go out there and do what we did that caused us to be in the mess that we're in right now. At some point, you have to renew your mind and throughout your day you have to catch thoughts that are not biblical i have to do it every day of my life here's a thought and i gotta catch that thing if i continue to think that thought i will be fired well if i continue to think that thought i will be divorced if well, wait, if I continue to think that thought, my grandkids will never speak to me again as long as I live. If I pursue that 
thought any further, I will be broke. See, you, you catch that thought and you take it captive to the obedience of Christ. But see, no one knows you're thinking it, so you keep on thinking it. And you keep on thinking it. And as a man thinketh, so is he. If you don't get a hold of your thoughts and take them captive, who leads your thinking? Your buddies? Oh, come on, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, it'll be good. Oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Who's leading your thinking? These buddies that are very unsuccessful, very unproductive, very unhappy, or is God's word leading your thinking? Is your besties leading your thinking? Or is God's word leading your thinking? Now, here's what you've got to always remember. And I, and I tell myself this every day. Always know there is a way that will seem right. It will, well, Tim, I don't have a problem. It just, it seems to be the right thing. It just feels good when we're together. You know, Tim, whenever I'm with her, I just, I just, there's a way it will seem right to you and you got to know if it didn't seem right at the time, you would have never done it. So no going into it. It seemed like the right thing to do. And I got to tell myself every day, you got to be careful because there is a decision that will seem like it's right, but the end of that decision will bring death. Let me tell you another thing that gets in our mind is unrepented sin. Unrepented, an unclean mind, an unrepented sin. Look, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts 3, 19, it says, repent and turn in order that times of refreshing may come. See, we're told that it's politically incorrect to call out sin. You know, whenever I spray poison down a fence row, you're wasting your time to come behind me and plant flowers in that fence row. There's poison in that ground. And if you let poison be in your mind, you won't plant good thoughts in there that grow and produce for you. You've got to watch out for unrepented sin. Now, the con here's, here's where we are. And I think here's where a lot of pastors are, just to be honest with you. When the subject comes up of adultery, you know what the Bible says about it. But you sure don't speak out against it because you're in an affair. Uh, and so pastors aren't going to preach again. See, when it comes up to talking about being honest... You're not going to preach on honesty because you're stealing money from the tithe and offering bucket. See, you're not going to preach. So the church, oh, God loves everybody. God forgives all sin. We preach that because the pastor's in sin. Here's why the guy at work doesn't stand up and say, hey, guys, that's not what the Bible says. The reason he doesn't is because he's doing that too. So if we're going to turn America back to a biblical-based lifestyle, Christians are going to have to live a biblical-based lifestyle. If pastors are going to bring the church back to a biblical-based lifestyle, then pastors are going to have to live a biblical-based lifestyle. And that's the problem that we're in. And the reason we've got a lot of 
lot of wrong thoughts is because we got unrepented sin going on in our mind. John chapter 8 verse 20, uh, 32 says, You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, here, we don't understand the word know. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. We think that we're just supposed to know it. As in, yes, I've seen it, and yes, I've read it. Let me, let me give you a quick illustration. Adam knew Eve, and they had a son. Do you have an intimate, productive knowledge of the truth? Or have you just read it and got it underlined in your Bible? See, it, you can read it and underline it in the Bible, and the truth not do anything for your home and your family and your marriage. You go to church every day of your life and not have any benefit of being in church. It's an activated knowledge of the truth that brings freedom to your life. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's not going to Sunday school and hearing the truth. It is an activated knowledge. Do you have intimacy with the truth in your life that produces fruit? You got to know the truth. You got to know the fruit, truth. Be careful about taking on other people's offenses. I see folks that get mad and you don't have nothing to be mad about. That, that, that none of that concerns you. You, you. We're big on getting involved in somebody else's acts. They're grinding. Look, that, that, that ain't my deal. And if you're not careful, you will take on somebody else's anger, somebody else's bitterness, somebody else's offense, somebody else's unhappiness. And I'm mad too, Eddie. Hold on. What are you involved in this for? You got to make sure that you're thinking biblical and not thinking like your friend is thinking that's not thinking biblical. I mean, I've got to hurry. Let me get to Matthew chapter 20. Uh, no, not 20, 12. Matthew chapter 12. Let me show you this right quick. Here's a mistake the church has made. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I'll return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and order. When the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself... And they all enter the person and live there so that person is worse off than before. Here's what's happened. The church said, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. Don't do this. Shame on you. Don't do this. So what we're trying to do, get everybody swept and cleaned up. Look, 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 I'm not worried about all this stuff don't do. Here's what I want you. Do this. Be in church every time the door's open. Every time you get in your vehicle, have a podcast or a teaching or a worship music playing. Here's what you need to do. Start your day off with prayer. Start your day off reading the word. Here's what you need to end the day. See, don't do this and don't do that. Don't. And the problem is the church got everybody don'ting. And seven other spirits, we get all cleaned up. Seven other spirits come and we're in worse shape than where we started. What we got to do is quit don'ting and start doing. 
Fill your life with the Spirit. Fill your thoughts with right thinking. Keep some of the Word of God playing in your vehicle, in your room all the time. Keep worship music playing as you drive down the road. I mean, think about God. Think about the Bible as you're driving down the road. Quote scripture to yourself, thinking about God's principles and God's plan for your life. See, a blank mind provides territory for the devil. Last, let me be quick. A passive mind is killing America. A passive mind. A passive mind. You know, I, my generation, we just, w- w- there was a drive there. Uh, I got a special driver's license at 14 years old. I had my own car and I was driving all over this town at 14 years old. And the truth is, I started running errands in a car when I was 10 years old. Oh, I, man, I was out and gone. At 17, I packed my clothes and I left the house. I was going and I was going to do and I was going to come. We've got 17 and 18 year olds that's never got around to going to getting their driver's license. You mean you don't want to go nowhere? No. A passive mind is killing us. Here, you want to smoke this? You want to drink this? You want Yeah. Might as well. See, whenever you are wanting to get your nursing degree and to get into nursing school, you've got to have a certain grade point average. And I got a vision for what I want to do. You want to drink this? And I can't drink that. I got to pee in a cup. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want to do that. No, I see when you're going somewhere, then you ain't got time for a lot of foolishness. But when you ain't going nowhere, oh yeah, I'm just hanging out. You want some of this? Yeah, give me two. I'm like, well, you're going to have to get a vision for your life and you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to be going somewhere. But this passive mind with no drive, then you are susceptible to all kind of wrong thoughts. But when you're going somewhere and you're building something, you're accomplishing something, you're not open to all of those wrong thoughts because you're going somewhere and you're doing something. Here's what I'm telling you. America is too big for you to change. And you can't do nothing about where America is. That's why I like Nehemiah. Just handle the wall that's right by your house. And if every Christian will handle the wall, just handle your home, your marriage, and your kids. Just handle your friends, your people, the folks that you influence. You just handle your part of the wall that's by your house. And if Christians will handle their part of the wall, then we will turn America around and we won't be long about it. The battle that you have to win is in your mind. Y'all stand. Lord, continue to direct us, guide us as we win each day the battle for our thinking. We honor you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you have been blessed, encouraged, and motivated by today's message. If you are interested in more messages by the pastors at CM Church, please log on to our website at www.cmchurch.com and click on our podcast link. You can also purchase series and other messages at our online store.